Welcome back, kids and coaches, to another episode of West of Nowhere. I am Levi, and I alone once um Shane is on a weird schedule, and we just couldn't line it up. So same same thing as always. That's just how it is. That's fine. We move and power through. Okay, so that's what we're doing. Um, got some interesting stuff today though, so, and it's not all depressing, so I'm gonna leave that at the beginning so people are, you know, some interesting stuff, some cool stuff, you know, there might be one or two sad stories, but mo for the most part, I think it's pretty up and up, I think it's a pretty good, uh, pretty good thing, so, I hope you're excited, because I'm excited that you're here with me once more, um, before I get too far along, gotta thank the Patreon people. So we have Adam Pacino, Tony Burgess, Miles Glenn, Sam Norton, Natalie Tecarante, uh, Daddy Warbucks, Mark Stadler, Mommy Warbucks, Chantel Stadler, um, Master of Media, Kylie Gangwish, Colton Zemersla, and Jeremy Brazzers. So thank you everybody for supporting us and being just being being there when we need you the most, you know? Let's roll right into it. Um been a interesting week a lot of like a lot of like pop culture stuff not uh not a lot of i don't know worldly crazy stuff or there is it just hasn't dominated the news in the united states but that's okay yeah i don't i don't choose what is forced into my corneas from social media or whatever all right these are just things that have happened and i'm not placing a hierarchy on anything just just so we're clear so if i don't say something about some crazy story and you're like what the fuck levi why don't you care about this i do just maybe i didn't know about it or i forgot about it just any of that's possible so anyway um let's let's get right into it i saw a super cool trailer this morning for a new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Now, I know what you're thinking. Don't we have, like, a bunch of TNM, TMNT movies? Like, we had the cool ones in the 80s, late 80s, early 90s with the big rubber suits. And then we had, like, some CGI cartoon uh, action in the mid-2000s. And then we had that, like, real high-budget Michael Bay style with Megan Fox, right? I don't think that was Michael Bay, was it? I don't know. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so you're like, yeah, we got a fuck ton of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies. You're right, but is that ever enough? I don't think so. Um, so sh uh, so Seth Rogen is one of the major producers in this movie, which I think is awesome. I think it's awesome when like you have actors who you know kind of just climb their way up and then. They end up at a point to where they're investing money in project that they actually believe in. I think that's why you see a lot of really good uh, movies that are directed by first-time directors who are longtime actors, like A Quiet Place with John Krasinski, 
what was that one with uh olivia wilde her movie florence Pugh and harry styles like that one was pretty interesting you know you get you get these people who've been in the industry for a while and then they're starting to put money into things that they actually care about so i think seth rogan being on board and being a producer in this movie is awesome um, i'm pretty sure he's also yeah he's he plays bebop it does the voice for bebop and the cast looks pretty exciting we got paul rudd giancarlo Espo, esposito rose Byrne, jackie chan plays master splinter obviously john cena rocksteady um my rudolph cynthia ultram Ice Cube is Superfly, Hannibal Birth is Genghis Frog, and then we got some younger people playing the uh, Turtles, which I think is good. I think it's been a while since we've had like a legitimate teenage like adaptation. I guess you can make the argument that the cartoons and the, the animated series is like their teenagers-esque, but I don't know. I think watching this, I just got the feeling that they were like like actual teenagers, not Hollywood teenagers, you know what I mean? Because you can have a little look at Euphoria, okay? That's a weird example because it's not really geared towards kids at all, but those are, you know, teenagers, high school, whatever, and they're doing a lot of real adult stuff, which, don't get me wrong, happens for teenagers, but, <laughs> like, you don't get a lot of the whimsical, crazy, unhinged kind of dialogue in a lot of movies that teenagers say. And there's a scene in the uh, trailer that dropped where they're, like, trying out their weapons <laughs> they're like on a rooftop recording it on video like it's just very very child-esque like i don't know i think they did a good job so i'm excited and the art style is like a into the spider-verse art style so i don't know if, if you've watched that movie you get it but like or maybe if you've seen um the new puss in boots the last wish like that has a similar style too and i'm really excited because it's, it's a very you know I think it's a cool way to do it. I think that um I think that it's probably a lot cheaper, right, than doing it the Pixar route where you dump, you know, tens of millions of dollars into the animation budget and it looks great. Don't get me wrong. But there's something to it about like just some like real like sketchy looking like outlines and like bright colors doing the work of conveying messages as well as the acting and uh, what have you so i'm excited about it i think you should all be too that's what i have to say about that um anyway moving on into uh we're gonna dip down we're gonna dip down into the depressing news for a second um we have a couple pretty notable celebrity deaths tom sizemore you don't know him he's been in like a bunch of army like war movies like he is the war actor that i like as soon as i think of a war movie tom sizemore's in my brain uh he was in um saving private ryan is i think his most notable uh <laughs> he's hilarious and also really well uh, acted in that movie um the scene that i always think of is he's like at towards the end there's like a gunfight in this village and <laughs> him and this german are squaring off and they both run out of ammo so they throw each other's guns at like throw their guns at one another and then he takes off his helmet the you know the world war ii bucket helmet and then throws at the guy and like chases him um so hilarious he um also was in you know uh black hawk down um which i think is you know along the same kind of vein like very prototypical war like as a good war movie war movie that a lot of people kind of like oh yeah black hawk down like you kind of just you kind of just watch it if you're in that kind of thing. But yeah, he 
I had a long time struggle with uh, drugs and a lot of different issues. I remember watching him on uh, Celebrity Rehab when that show was still a thing. And I was like, oh shit, it's that guy. And then, uh, yeah, he's got some domestic violence and stuff i'm i'm assuming related to some of the drug taking you know it's kind of you kind of get one and then you get the other if it goes out of control right so i don't know but pretty sad pretty sad um because i i enjoy it every time i would recognize him from you know celebrity rehab and be like oh shit glad he's doing stuff like that's good um yeah and then the other one the other big one that happened just yesterday uh gary rossington which you're you probably like yeah, Sure, Ross Carrington, whatever. No, Gary Rossington. Uh, he was the only surviving member of original member of Leonard Skinner. He's the he survived. He's the guitar player. He survived the plane crash when they crashed in. Uh, I don't even know what year that was, but he survived that plane crash and the 1977 that killed three other members. And he ended up getting hurt, but he lived. And then you know the band kind of uh disbanded after everybody died. But then. The original singer, Ronnie Van Zant, his brother joined the group 10 years later, and then Rossington joined again, and then they kept touring, but, um, yeah, it, uh, it's crazy, like, you're definitely, um, you, like, you've heard him, if you've heard any Leonard Skinner song, you've heard his guitar, I mean, the, the epitome of just a crazy guitar solo song, Freebird, that's him, you know, uh, obviously Sweet Home Alabama and some other of the biggest ones, but, you know, I think Freebird's probably the most famous, so you find yourself at a concert, let out a, just a primal Freebird during a quiet moment for Gary Rossington, because that's probably what he would have wanted, maybe not, but that's what I would do, that's what I do anyway, so be cool, be like me, um, but I just... I was like, oh shit, that's the last, that's the last, like, original one. And obviously, as time inevitably keeps marching forward, that's gonna happen more and more with some of these old rock bands, or just any, any musical act, really. Like, there's so many that are just, they're starting to drop. I mean, it started kind of in 2016, and now we're kind of, like, really in the heat of when those, <laughs> those older folks are gonna start going, like, real downward spiral. I mean, he was 71, so, and Leonard Skinner's not even close to the oldest band that I can think of, so, that's still active, you know, so, anyway, pretty sad, but, Yell Free Bird, is probably what I'm gonna title this episode, just out of pure respect. I saw this, uh, article, and I was like, there's no way that's an actual thing, right? Um, because it's very confusing, like, trying to figure out what the issue was. But, uh, if you do, I'm sure you do, but, um, Kat Von D, the, uh, tattoo artist, she was on, like, I think she was on LA Inc., right? Um, she was famous for just, I think, also <laughs> dating Jesse James, like, the, the dude who was married to Sandra Bullock and then cheated on her or whatever, but, yeah, anyway, so... She has decided to, uh, she's been, okay, let me back up. She's been slowly covering up some of her less than stellar tattoos. As someone who is a very good tattoo artist, she obviously can recognize bad tattoos and has no doubt gotten some over the years, right? So as, uh, as she begins to... Uh, like, come to these realizations, like, hey, I'm not that really pumped about these tattoos, I'm gonna start covering up, so she started, like, doing blackouts of her tattoos, started on, like, some of her leg and arm tattoos, so, 
Anyway, she's been slowly covering up more of more of her tattoos herself. But um, <laughs> like she's cover like now she's got I think one whole section of her arm and up to like her hand blacked out, and then now a bunch of ink on her shoulders is all blacked out. She's just slowly getting rid of all the terrible tattoos, right? Um, <laughs> which is crazy. But I found that out. Like I was exposed to a link about that and then i got into like this weird wormhole where she's getting sued because uh she had used a picture of a jazz legend mr miles davis and she had tattooed that on somebody somebody paid for that tattoo okay that's not really that big a deal i don't think but the original photographer is suing her for not for like using his copyrighted image and i don't know this is kind of like a weird like a weird gray area like i get it using a copyrighted image for your own artwork like so say if i use that exact same picture of miles davis and i put it on a t-shirt and started selling it that's super illegal right but where you're taking it and transferring it onto somebody's skin and you're getting paid for that you're getting paid for that skill like i don't know how do you even how do you even navigate because technically that tattoo that one time you get paid for it like it doesn't make you money concurrent like you tattoo it if you do a reasonable job at making it look like the actual person then you get exposure but that's really more of like from your technical ability rather than the image itself so like i don't know it's super fucking weird i don't i don't think that you can really sue somebody for that other than saying hey man that's my picture like you you gotta like buy a like a, a license to use it in tattoo format which i guess you can do like you can you can license images for like getty images you can license for like a website if you're building a web website or if you're gonna like make a poster or something you can license certain images for a, a certain fee and then they and then you get so you pay the fee you get to use it but typically that kind of licensing is not like a like for uh production like you're not you're not buying the image to then go ahead and start paying like or um printing like t-shirts and shit but you are you are using it for i don't know it's very very confusing i i don't really understand it and i wish <laughs> i i don't know fuck if photographers can be the worst sometimes like i understand that your photography is a business in and of itself and you need to explain people for using it for nefarious purposes but like if you are putting that your image of a 1981 honda on somebody's arm and you took that photo like i don't know this and it makes it even weirder when it's a like an icon like miles davis like surely you know that people could give a fuck if it's your photo or not. Like, people just want the image of Miles Davis. Like, this person just wanted a picture of Miles Davis. Like, that's it. So, I don't know. It's very, it's very weird. Um, yeah. It, I don't know. <laughs> like, typically, copyright is, is extended to, you know, you're profiting off of basically just using that image. And then you can, there's, you know, not, not exactly parody, but, like, there's, there's laws where 
protect artists from taking something and then bringing it in and then making something else. Like, you can tell that there was an inspiration from the image itself, but if your skill is what made this new image the thing, then that original photo doesn't really, doesn't hold as much weight copyright legal. I'm not a lawyer, so don't take any of my advice. Don't, don't steal this guy's fucking picture, but, um, yeah. And this is what Kat Von D's lawyer had said, holding tattoo artists civilly liable for copyright infringement will necessarily necessarily expose the clients of those artists to the same civil liability anytime they choose to get tattoos based on copyrighted source material, display their tattooed bodies in public, or share social media posts of their tattoos. Which is true. Like, if you're going to go, hey, it's illegal for you to take my image and put it on somebody else's body that they paid you to do that, you're now saying it's illegal for that person to show that arm in public places without my written express consent or to show that in any kind of, like, social media or, like, a post that is going to get any kind of public view. So I can't go, hey, man, like, don't <laughs> don't go in public with this fucking thing. Like, if I sell you a t-shirt, that's a good, I think that's a good metaphor. If I sell you a t-shirt, I'm not going to fucking follow you around and make sure you're not wearing that t-shirt at public gatherings. Like, I don't know. It's very confusing. It's very, like, murky, too. But I would, I would love to see what this guy is like. Yeah, that's illegal. Yeah, I fucking get him. Like, I want to see what his lawyers are saying, because that's so weird, I think. But, hey, that's what it is, so. Kat Von D. I, I, sometimes, you know, she disappears, and I forget about her, and then she comes back in, and I'm like, oh, shit, I forgot about that lady. And it's never good reasons why I see her. I don't know. Maybe that's just bad luck on her part, but. Now, there is a murder. <laughs> There's a murder. And the, uh, the murder trial of Alex Murdaugh, which, I mean, that last name is basically murder in of itself. Murdaugh, M-U-R-D-A-U-G-H. Rough. The jury has now found him guilty on all counts, uh, after three hours of deliberation in the case of him, Alex Murdaugh, murdering his son and wife in 2021 uh maggie and paul are the are the deceased um and two counts of possession of a weapon so he's guilty convicted of four things uh, two murders two counts of possession of a weapon uh pretty crazy because he is also he's a former lawyer so he is a lawyer was a lawyer he's not anymore obviously he's a murderer uh he had killed his son and his wife two years ago, and under questioning, he admitted that he had lied to the investigators when he denied being at this state, his estate, and then he blamed his lies on being addicted to opioids. His lawyers were like, oh yeah, dude, he spends $50,000 a week on drugs. He's hardcore druggy boy, which maybe he does. I don't know, but still, like... Okay, maybe, maybe... Why were you taking so many opiates? Did you feel guilty about something? Were you trying to drown out that, uh, that unmistakably harsh feeling of guilt? I don't know. Pretty crazy. Uh, he was then, they found that, uh, he was at the murder scene thanks to a Snapchat that his son had taken that they had recovered. Um, so you can hear his voice and then it's, it's a video on his son's cell phone. So not a good look, especially when he said he wasn't there. Uh, like, at all. Like, I'm pretty sure he said he was super far away. So the prosecutors had said that he killed his wife and son in a desperate, desperate effort to distract attention from his financial crimes and gain sympathy from the community so i mean dude i feel like you probably should just went to jail for some financial crimes at the end of the day <laughs> 
You fucking didn't have to kill anybody. This is way more time. I mean, and you're a white dude. Like, ugh. I mean, they probably would have been like, eh, fuck this guy. But still, pretty crazy. Uh, <laughs> he also had uh, attempted to stage his own death for insurance money. And then uh, there was also a boat crash that I guess his son was facing charges for, which is, there's just a lot going on in this case. And no wonder it was like on my newsfeed every day. There's so much happening. So the uh, <laughs> their housekeeper died in a fall at their, at this dude's house. <laughs> and they're like, so the her, the housekeeper's family is accusing him of defrauding them for the insurance money like i guess you know you die at you die at work you know usually get some kind of compensation from your employment but if uh that guy is somehow kind of a lawyer and does some sneaky finagling yeah you probably probably aren't gonna win that much money but yeah there's that's crazy though this is um there's also like fourteen thousand documentaries about this already like i don't understand like there's there's some on HBO, there's a there's a docu series on Netflix, and there's some other things I'm pretty sure, but it's yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's like and then like a bunch of drama with the with the jurors. Uh, alternate jurors dwindled down to just one alternate juror. Uh, with different medical dismissals, and then also uh, one juror was just talking about the case, so. <laughs> He got removed. Um, pretty crazy. Like, I don't know. I need, I need like a full legal breakdown of, of it because there's just a lot of like really kind of specific details, but that's the synopsis. You get, you got this dude who had some drama with maybe his son, wealthy son of a wealthy lawyer, killed somebody with a boat. You've seen it a million times in movies. And then that guy's like, ah, the fucking community. What will they think? I know. What if I'm dead? Tries to fake his own death. Doesn't pan out. Kills his wife and son. Hoping that, <laughs> I don't know. Now that I'm saying it like that, it kind of goes, um, no, I don't know. That, uh, all seems pretty unhinged and I'm not surprised that they found him guilty. <laughs> uh, it's very, uh, it's pretty crazy. So, all right. Here's the next one we got, you know, with the, uh, I mean, I, I wouldn't call it a sensation, but I mean, it's hard to deny how impressive it is. Cocaine Bear movie has inspired so many things. No, uh, this, um, this article is talking about Canada and how they are going to allow two companies to make and sell cocaine, MDMA, aka Molly, and heroin, which is pretty exciting. Uh, Sunshine Earth Labs, a psychedel psychedelic manufacturing company, said that Han Can <laughs> Health Canada had approved the amendment to their drug license for distribution of MDMA, cocaine, morphine, and then, uh, the technical term for heroin. Uh, I don't, I, I hate technical medical, like, drug names. Uh, I don't like it. And opium in September. And they were also granted a psilocybin exemption last year. Cannabis company... Ad, Ad Astra announced last month that it was also received a psilocybin and co cocaine exemption in August. So that's pretty exciting. Too bad I can't fucking go to Canada. God damn it. Um, so they didn't, they didn't address what the limitations on their distribution requirements. Um, and 
I'm sure that there's probably not like a fucking make all the coke you want, dude. I do not care. We are going for gold, baby. Canada is taking over the drug game. No, <laughs> but God, it's fun to imagine. What if the nicest country in North America decided that they're just going to start selling all the drugs and like outcompete drug cartels <laughs> they just fuck it the united states gets all their coke from us now i mean i don't know feels like a really fun 80s movie to me but it is what it is so i thought that was pretty leave it to the canadians to figure out how to get companies to start making drugs for fun you know i don't know if they're for fun they actually haven't said anything about like the intended usage for the drugs that are being produced but i could be hopeful i mean it either either way in my brain my thought, my hopeful thought process. They start competing against drug cartels and then we just have an influx of drugs from Canada, in which case it won't be stepped on and it's Canadian, so that's pretty cool. Or B, they're gonna change the game and they're gonna be like, fuck it, everybody can do drugs here, we don't care, just do them safely. Here's pure, unadulterated her heroin or <laughs> cocaine. Have fun, kids. And they just get crazy. Like Portugal, and I think there's a Scandinavian country that's that does something similar. They have like, sh like they have safe shooting sites, so you can come get your drugs tested, and you can shoot up at these clinics, basically, and then you can just leave. <laughs> and see, see you next time, Todd. Uh, I don't know. There are a lot of possibilities. A lot of things. A lot of things trending in a really cool way. That's all I'm... Canadians figure something out. I don't know. Um, I have not seen... Going back to my preamble before that, I have not seen Cocaine Bear, but I've heard a lot of good things. Uh, like, but one of the funniest things I think I've heard about it is these random friends I have on Facebook that are like, you know, this movie, it's not, uh, it's it's inspired by a true story, but it's not based on true events, because we don't... Like, yeah. The movie's called Cocaine Bear. It's not... I don't think anybody's going into it like, I can't believe this is all 100% documentary footage, dude. Like, the people who have to go out of their way and try and, like, make themselves look more knowledgeable about a topic that is already, like, pretty much common sense, it just cracks me up. Uh, <laughs> it's just... Just like the most ridiculous. Like, did you know? You probably didn't, but here it is. Creed, the, the movie... Yeah, this is Michael B. Jordan. It's not about the band. Yeah, Scott Stapp, not even involved. I know. It's it's crazy. And I didn't want you to think that it was part, you know, partially produced by the band or signed off in any any good way. But yeah, yeah, it's not real. This was crazy. I know. I, believe me. Believe me, I know. Um, So weird. Cocaine Bear. Not a legit, not a legit documentary, which is upsetting. And I wish that we did know what was going on with that bear but i feel like if we knew uh it'd be kind of depressing like bear eats a bunch of cocaine in the woods and i can't remember what state like i don't think i don't think it would have like you know how sparse the woods are it's not like there's fucking animals and shit all over the place like bears still have to hunt when they're not on cocaine so like to just imagine this bear just tearing apart everything is kind of hard because those animals already aren't just right next to bears constantly anyway even if there's cocaine you know so so don't go into a cocaine bear it's gonna be legit because it's fucking not um what else have we got we got some pretty exciting pretty exciting news in yeah would I, I don't know i wouldn't say exciting or fun it's interesting i don't know uh so i'm gonna take you back <laughs> take you back to 1968 okay robert kennedy robert f kennedy you might know his name uh had a really famous brother famous for begging marilyn monroe no uh john f kennedy was his brother robert kennedy 
was running for president and was a current senator in 1968. And then Sirhan Sirhan ended up assassinating, right? So he kills him, uh, obviously goes to jail. He didn't get shot or anything. So this guy ends up going to jail. He's been in prison ever since. And, uh, he tried to, uh, like, he was up for parole, and I can't remember when, um, I think, I spent a couple years, he's been on parole, or, like, up for parole for a couple years now, and then, uh, Gavin Newsom was the most recent one to deny his parole in 2022 and then this year he was up again and they definitely just fucking denied it again which i mean the dude's dude's old as shit 78 year old uh and he doesn't even know he allegedly doesn't even know why he decided to shoot robert kennedy which i feel like is a pretty good indicator that you probably don't need to leave prison maybe transferred to a medical facility where you can be under observation of some psychiatric help but other than that i think you're probably uh probably right where you need to be i could be wrong anyway i just thought that was yeah you get a kennedy's name in the news and you're like what the fuck's going on that's what's happening so in other news eli Lilly, a drug maker has capped the cost of insulin uh at 35 dollars and up a month 35 dollars a month uh which is huge i mean you know this uh average uh, the average price of insulin in 2018 was $98 for one vial so you know <laughs> when you shift that um i think that's going to help a lot of people out which is good but uh they had already like i guess they had like a, a copay assistance program that they had that they had created for people to sign up for and that was $35 a month in 2020 due to the pandemic and you know a lot of people losing their jobs so they kind of just were like ah, fuck it um so pretty cool uh a lot of diabetic people that i know they're gonna be pretty excited about i know some people that could not care less but uh anyway do you remember the story of the uh police officer in tennessee who <laughs> she uh got outed for this big you know big huge thing going on involving her and some other police officers in a sexual manner uh she has come out and she did an interview and she has stated that uh she was being subjected to sexual grooming. For those of you who don't know, it's when any kid is told about anything sexual, uh, any kind of education that might help them be less confused as an adult. That's what it, no, uh, it's, you know, it's, it's basically just getting people used to some behavior that should not be used to, right? It's, it's bringing them in. It's not like brainwashing, but you're like, I don't know. It's like a... It's a tactic to kind of break down some uh, restrictions people might have. And yeah, you can do it to adults too. Like it's not exclusively a child thing. Like it's not exclusively exclusively used by priests. Okay, it's you can do it to I'm assuming anybody who is uh, kind of susceptible to certain things. So <clears throat> I don't know what those things are. I've never I, I can't even convince myself to do shit. So I have no idea. But anyway, uh, Megan Hall, Meg, Megan, I don't know, M-A-E-G-A-N. I never know how to pronounce that version, so I'm sorry, but confusing. So anyway, uh, she was in sexual relationships with at least four officers, two of whom, two of whom were supervisors. Uh, and that case, she's saying she was victim of this sexual grooming. So pretty crazy. Uh, she's also suing the, uh, department of i guess is it police department or department of corrections i don't know she's suing 
that body that she worked for in Tennessee, uh, basically for that. Uh, anyway, she was groomed to, uh, this is from the lawsuit itself. During her employment, Miss Hall was groomed to engage in sexually exploitative exploitative activities by men in the department, including Sergeant Powell, Sergeant McGowan, and Chief Dave. So, from the beginning of her employment, Ms. Hall experienced a workplace environment per permeated with sexual innuendo. Fuck, I don't know why I pronounced that word. Permeated with sexual innuendo and sexually explicit behavior. So yeah, uh, this the suit goes on to list a number of al other alleged incidents that contributed to what it is described as sexually coercive environment um and then it goes on to say how this affected her mental health and not for nothing but i feel like after the story broke that probably didn't help her mental health either which that's what we were fucking saying so remember us for being on her side um or not on her side but just thinking about her mind um anyway pretty pretty exciting interesting i don't know that's i don't know the descriptor for that but we'll be following it we'll keep you up. um yeah the suit does not talk about how much she's suing for but uh they think that it's ultimately going to be seeking lost wages medical expenses as well as compensation for the sharing of her nude photos and emotional distress mental suffering and loss of enjoyment of life so there you go that's what's happening there so i think it's just you know so probably you said you know don't do not i guess jump to just dunk on one particular person in a situation because we don't know the ins and outs of how it was you know you look at it on surface level and you go oh so she cheated on her husband with these dudes at work just having fun at work you don't know you don't know the situation you don't know how susceptible she is to certain um kinds of like interactions you don't know how manipulative anybody in that situation could be maybe she was a manipulator who knows but i doubt it but you know just just to say keep an open mind anyway with shane being gone upon me to do the billboard 200 so without further ado we have a number one sos by SZA debuting at number two trust fall by pink which I am glad to see her name on here. It's been a while since she released the album, I think. Anyway, I don't know. Number three, Midnight's Taylor Swift. Number four, Heroes and Villains, Metro Boomin. Number five, Dangerous, a double album, Morgan Wallen. Number six, Umvierno Sinti, but Bad Bunny. Number seven, Her Lost, Drake and 20, 21 Savage. Number eight, American Heartbreak by Zach Bryan. Number nine, either, I'm going to say Anti. Anti by Rihanna. And number nine, Harry's House by Harry Styles. So that's it for the show. Thank our friends, the No New Friends podcast, Kicking It With The Kellys, The Remedy Room, and Dutch in Denver. Um, if you want to know more about those shows, go to our link tree. It's in the description. Or you can go to linktr.ee dot e slash wok pod and from there you can get to the patreon if you want to be a patreon member have us read your name at the beginning or if you just want to check out some things you can go you can get to the youtube from there or you can just youtube us um subscribe comment like share with all your friends do all the things we greatly appreciate it but yeah so that's it i've had enough peace out bitches and tip your bartender